Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we're continuing our series with Nikki from Trivial Theater talking about the worst animated versions of Alice in Wonderland. This third episode is actually a movie I've reviewed before, and I hated it. This is What's the Matter with Hatter, and it was one of the worst versions of Alice in Wonderland that I had ever seen. It was so bad that when I wanted to make a Wonderland Wednesday episode about it, I just reviewed it alone because I didn't want to subject Sarah, or anyone else for that matter, to how bad this one was. But that was before I met Nikki. She actually likes reviewing terrible movies, and she's slowly bringing me around to her way of thinking. I don't feel like I've gotten to the point where I actually like watching bad movies yet. But we've definitely got to the point where I enjoy talking about bad movies. Like I said in the first episode of this miniseries, sometime around the time I had Nikki on my channel to talk about those Alice-related PSAs, I remembered this movie, as well as the one we'll be covering next week, and I thought that since Nikki seemed to enjoy tragically bad movies, maybe I could talk her into reviewing these with me. If I could talk about them with her, maybe they would be worth revisiting. But only if I was talking about them with her. I can't imagine any other scenario where I would willingly watch this or next week's again. Thankfully she agreed, because despite how terrible this movie is, it was a lot of fun to talk about it with her. Well, I guess we can move on to the two that launched this whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the face that, that um, sailed a thousand ships. <laughs> or the, sorry, the face that launched, yeah, launched a thousand ships. Getting my metaphors mixed there. <laughs> All depends on which version you're talking about, but there are some terrible faces in both of these. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Let's start with what's the matter with Hatter. Yeah. I mean, at least with the five minute one, you can say that, you know, things were generic, but they were at least decently generic. Look, Like they were good looking generic. Mm -hmm. Like things got kind of weird with the other um, 40 minute one. But God, yeah. they get so weird in this one. Yeah. <laughs> this one, it's like they took... The very, very basic idea of Alice in Wonderland, and then just dumped a whole ton of random other stuff into it, and oh, it's yeah. almost unrecognizable. Yeah, except for like some character names. Yeah, that some of them. <laughs> I mean, the one thing you can say about every one of these, you know, they took the same base idea, and they did do their own thing with it. They made it their own, and mm -hmm. you get four very you know by and large different interpretations whether that be through the graphic side or through the audio side mm -hmm. but well, this one is the, the most different graphics uh, wise yeah <laughs> this oh one God. is cgi the others are all 2d animation and this is this <laughs> this is just so bad it's like plastic characters like i've seen a couple of barbie movies and Barbie movies are so much better than this. And I think they were made before this. Agreed. Agreed. I feel like this has no excuse for as bad as it looks. 
Probably not. Although, um, like the animation wise, I think it does sit on the same level. You know, as we were talking about with that last one, I think it does sit on the animation level of like a little panda fighter or um, the uh, um, Ratatouille. I think it does that. It has that same level of of 2D or 3D animation mm-hmm. where it's there's someone that had a basic idea of how to program 3D animation. Yeah. But there's not a lot above that. It's it's just that that little tiny bit above it, like base level. So like I look at Alice's hair and oh my god, like it doesn't move. It's like in you know, a mm-hmm. little over her shoulders. Like she could be, you know, bent over 100% forward, laying down and it would still be the exact same like like helmet of hair. It's like a Lego piece. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it totally is. I never thought of that. But yeah, that is that is oh my god, that's totally right on. <laughs> holy crap (laughs) and like her little apron thing there's no there's no um like belt part of it there's no part that goes around her waist it's just like on the front oh i didn't even notice that that's terrible (laughs) and like when she has like the mirror she sticks it like inside the apron and it's like a giant kangaroo pocket (laughs) maybe they think that that's what aprons are (laughs) i i don't even know Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I am curious. So they kept referring to, like, the dog is is named Jabberwock. Is it Jabberwock yeah. or is it Jabberwocky? I always thought it was, like, the creature from Alice in Wonderland. Isn't that Jabberwocky? I think the... Uh, I don't remember for sure, but I think the poem is Jabberwocky and the creature was a Jabberwock. Ah, uh, okay. That might be where I'm screwing up. But yeah, that was another thing that they just made up because she didn't have a dog. She had a cat named Dinah, and Dinah did not go to Wonderland with her. But in this one, the dog is who's chasing the rabbit, and that's why Alice ends up in Wonderland because she's trying to get her dog back. Uh, you know, makes sense or something, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, again, I guess it was that one thing that they added that made it their own, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had more than one thing to make this one their own. <laughs> they did that they did uh when she's fallen down the the hole i i was so it was i don't know why it struck me as so strange but like everything about her her descent it just i don't know i i can't describe it it was just so weird (laughs) yeah and the also the fact that she's joined by the creepiest cheshire cat ever yeah (laughs) there's there's an old 1930s version of alice in wonderland that it has a creepy cheshire cat but i feel like this one puts that one almost to shame because that one was just a guy in a really ugly suit (laughs) this is just like bizarre in the worst possible way yeah and the places that it shows up it's like he shows up in the back of random shots without any there's no reason for him to be there he just like Oh, hey, we've got an open spot. We need to throw something in there. Let's throw the Cheshire Cat because reasons. Yeah, the Cheshire Cat is not a character who appears throughout the entire story. He has a couple scenes that are his scenes in the story, and that's where he's supposed to be. And this is like he's a main character. He just keeps coming back. And (laughs) you don't want him to because he's so... Like, I feel like he could traumatize a child. He's so ugly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, especially when it's just the teeth, like oh, that yeah. part of it. Because the what, gums are still attached. Yeah. 
Oh, oh gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would rather see, you know, like there's those kind of like goth nightmare versions of the Cheshire Cat. Like, I would rather see that than, than yeah. this version of the Cheshire Cat. I think I would agree with that. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I mean, you know, those can... are like creepy on purpose for That's like, there's aesthetic reasons for them to look the way they do. Oh, this yeah. This is just creepy accidentally, which makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we've come to a consensus about what's worse, intentionally creepy or unintentionally creepy. <laughs> One will probably traumatize more children because parents were more likely to show it to them. Oh, yeah, without doubt. The other thing that kind of, and I'm just looking at, I've just got a still of it up right now, and I, I can't think of what the character's name, but there was like um, a character in Thundercats, like the 1980s Thundercats, and he's like a little helper guy. I know who you're talking about. It now that's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, I, do you mind if I look it up quick? That's fine. I should okay, know. Okay, give it. me just a I've, second. I haven't seen the 1980s one, but I've seen the 2011 one, and I think they had the same character there too. Just Snarf. Yes, yes, Snarf. that's it. That's it. <laughs> like that. That right there is like Snarf's like less cool cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really trying to be cool because with that voice, you can tell that they're also going for like a cool cat vibe. Oh yeah, and it is not working. <laughs> well, you know, when you look at and again, I, I think this came out in two thousand seven, so I'm pretty sure it preceded um, like the Burton Alice in Wonderland movies. Mm-hmm. But like, it did always have that kind of a you know a jet not not jazzy but like that kind of a like chill lounge guy vibe, you know, just that like the always cool guy, you know, that's always since even, and I think probably even a little bit in Disney's like the animated Disney movie, he did always have that little bit of a more slick, cool guy vibe. Maybe. I never really thought about it like that, but this one, it seems to like be intentionally playing that up to a bad degree. Uh, Agreed. Oh, uh, fun, fun, a bit of trivia on this version. When they get to the door room, the door, the doorknob that actually speaks was a direct ripoff from Disney of that, of the doorframe from there or the doorknob from there. Yeah. I was going to mention that because that was a Disney original character like that. There are no talking doorknobs in the story. There aren't any in other versions, only Disney's and they just stole that. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it was an outright ripoff. (laughs) Another thing that they put their own spin on is the thing that makes her grow and shrink is not eating things. She has a magic mirror. Oh, for yeah. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like, give her a mirror like Beauty and the Beast. Except instead of seeing <laughs> other people, she sees herself as a different size and then becomes that size. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, that was... And and the descriptor the the reasoning behind it a mic or a um magnifying glass versus a looking glass. So those weird. Are two completely different things. Oh yeah, well that that doesn't make a difference here. I mean, <laughs> look at the size of Cheshire Cat's teeth compared to the rest of his body. In real yeah. life, he would topple over forward because his teeth probably are half his body weight. They probably are. <laughs> But that is going to haunt my nightmares, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I don't really blame you. They are really yeah. awful. 
what did you think of the uh, the vast array of puns and how terrible they were? They're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like I can appreciate a clever pun, but when it's just puns because they think they're being hilarious and they're just not, it's just painful. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh yeah. Oof. And they're, they're everywhere. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of puns, but this this version, I never want to do another pun again after watching this. <laughs> you you have put me, you this whole experience has put me off puns, and that's saying something. Uh, yeah. Like, there are ways to do puns that I can appreciate, that I think are clever, but this ain't it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and with this version and the other 40-minute version that we watched... They felt it seemed like they felt the need to describe everything in excruciating detail. Like there was no, there was no letting the story do its thing. It's like, oh, did you know that this is the Cheshire cat and he disappears and sometimes leaves his head? Can you believe that he leaves his head behind? How does he do? You know, it's that level of just explanation. There was another scene like that towards the end of this one during the courtroom scene where, because they actually do have the tarts in their own weird way, which they they do their own bad spin on. But the tarts are a thing in this one, which they should be. But they're delivered by a kangaroo. I was like, oh, that's kind of clever. They did like a kangaroo court pun mm-hmm. thing. And then they just say it. And yep. I'm like, you couldn't just let it be a clever thing for people to notice. You had to like actually point it out and say, hey, look, kangaroo court. <laughs> oh, it gets even worse than that. It's like every single time... The queen talks about, you know, you know, making a decision. They're like, oh, well, it's not going to matter anyway. I think they probably referenced that three or four times over the course of that, like, six-minute segment. Or however long the, the courtroom scene is. It was too long, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of scenes in this one that were so long. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was, it felt that full 40 five minutes there's no doubt because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after this after the, the hall of mirrors she ends up outside in a swamp because apparently her tears turned into a swamp in this version and this is where you meet the mad hatter and he oh, does God. a dance to this insipid song <laughs> and it just goes on forever oh my god i i timed it it was only two minutes long it felt like what? it was at least six yeah felt so long oh, i know it, and it was such minutes? it was such a crappy song like the, i i didn't know that you could make music that i mean and obviously there's a lot of bad music but my god it yeah it, it felt so long it, it and, was like they were trying to do like a disney-esque song but they didn't bother hiring an actual song where they're like i could do it myself anybody can do that and then they didn't do any rewrites. They just went with the first draft. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's for sure. They were they kind of did again with like the Burton um, Alice in Wonderland thing of making the Mad Hatter kind of a main character. He looked like a basic just, you know, bargain bin Disney prince. And, and the, the tea time powers. Hair. Yeah, exactly. And the, the kind of tea time powers he had. Like, it makes me think that he needs to be the next great superhero because of all the stuff he could do with tea-based things. The character of the Mad Hatter was so weird. Oh, yeah. Because, like, what is his point? Like, who is he? 
Like, he was just there. I don't know why he was there. Like, he was supposed, was he, like, supposed to be a love interest? Because it felt like they were going for him being, like, an attractive young guy. Oh, like, yeah. And later he was, like, flirting with old ladies, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, I. that's all I can get from it was they were trying to, like, play up that character again. I almost think they were going for a, and I, I would have to look up when the Burton um, Alice in Wonderland came out. But that's kind of what it felt like. Oh, 2010. Okay. Yeah, this is three years before that. Wow. <laughs> so maybe Disney ripped off these guys. <laughs> this This is not even the same type of thing because it was weird in a totally different way yeah. it was just and and then you have the title too like what's the matter with hatter what what was the point of that title no <laughs> like there what wasn't was the one. matter with hatter yeah like, there wasn't any point to it it didn't serve any purpose other than you know again the mad hatter was kind of you know it rhymed and the, they made the mad hatter kind of a kind of a main character with powers beyond you know, normal Mad Hatters. Yeah, but they still titled it like there was going to be some issue with him. And yeah. The only issue was that he was just like weirdly flirty. Yes, and he sang <laughs> terribly. Maybe his problem was he was just a terrible singer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he, he kind of like in, in you mentioned in the uh, the other version or the other 40 minute version, the Cheshire Cat showed up in a lot of places you know, he played the Mad Hatter. He was kind of like Alice's advocate throughout the entire movie. That's kind of what the Mad Hatter was in this one. Maybe. But the Cheshire Cat was doing that too. <laughs> true. Yeah, that is true. The, 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 yeah. What did you think of the uh, Cloud King bear? Where did that come from? Like, what's the point of him? Like, I, that's not even a thing in the books like there's not even anything from the books that could have inspired him yeah he's kind of like the frog yeah he was just a random character that decided to make up and throw in the movie the only thing i can pull from that specifically is like you look at the whimsy of the characters of alice in wonderland and the cloud bear cloud king bear could have existed in that universe but the way that it's done is so off-putting and just kind of weird yeah it doesn't make sense and i mean the guy didn't even know how to use scissors i really doubt his scissors skills i i don't know it was just confusing as to what his point was yeah he was a, he had some terrible puns too like i don't always have my head in the clouds what the, the <laughs> hell what the <laughs> hell is that <laughs> it's one of those things where they think that they're being hilarious like they yeah. think that kids are going to find this hilarious uh, well, it's, it's I can just whimsical imagine, and weird <laughs> i can just imagine kids staring at the screen blankly like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one strikes me as one that it was pitched as being um being whimsically fun and anything that's described as whimsically fun is never going to turn out well uh, yeah <laughs> that does bring up another thing so like they had you know obviously you don't have to have humans playing all the roles like you can you can use animals and make it effective mm-hmm. like Tweedledee and Tweedledum were moose you had the the sky king or the cloud king bear you had um the the queen of hearts was i think a lion or some kind of cat i think they were supposed to be a, a pair of lions the queen and king were both lions mm-hmm. 
Okay. Duchess was a goat. The cards were wolves and sheep for some reason. Yeah, what was with that? That was so <laughs> weird. Like when they when they did the croquet um wickets, all I could think was yeah, that putting two people together isn't as cool as like having a card bend over backwards and become a uh, a wicket. I Yeah. And then they had the dormouse as the as the um the croquet yeah. ball as compared to a hedgehog. Yeah. That that's so weird. It was like they needed to fit the dormouse into the story somehow, so let's just replace to the hedgehog with the dormouse but then like you don't give the march hare the same luxury of being included yeah <laughs> so or... like the dormouse isn't even one of the most memorable characters for like the average person like i don't think you if somebody were to ask some random person on the street name me five characters from alice in wonderland i don't think the dormouse would ever be in there so no. like why did they feel like he was such an essential character that they had to replace the hedgehog with the dormouse just to get him in the story oh yeah and i'm pretty sure a dormouse doesn't roll that way where they can roll into a ball as well as a hedgehog can no and like if you look at the th at the scene where he's like rolled up it's like he's a perfect sphere <laughs> just like with little dents where his like arms and legs are yeah. it was really weird <laughs> i you know and yes like you say the characters there that would fit i i mean the caterpillar would be more memorable than um the dormouse and i don't know there's just there was some odd decisions well speaking of odd decisions like to get to the castle they they have wings like the the mad hatter has wings in his hat that attach themselves to their bodies and now they can fly and then they have that whole really long scene of them flying through the clouds that felt like it took forever but yep. if it's anything like the other scene it probably was only like a minute yeah, <laughs> but exactly. it felt like five minutes <laughs> just randomly flying through the clouds for no reason <laughs> well and again it's I could see it as being something that could possibly happen in Wonderland. Like things of that nature could happen. You know, it kind of fits the universe, but it there's no precedent for it. There's no there's no base for any of that. Mm -hmm. I I understand trying to make it your own thing, but you can do that and still hold on to stuff that made the original good. Yeah, it's. I don't know where they got that idea, <laughs> but I don't know where they got most of the ideas in this. So. Oh, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, and and the look of the characters like i know that you gotta you know you work within the parameters that you have and i'm sure that they you know there was a lot of elements to build in something that's a 3d based animation mm -hmm. but did no one look at it and go well you know that cheshire cat is gonna cause you know massive amounts of nightmares maybe we need to redefine it you know and like most of the characters they've recast as animals and those look fine but the humans are super uncanny valley oh yeah alice especially she's just so dead-eyed yeah and it's like why not just get make everybody animals because it that the not that they were good by any means but the rest of the characters were fine yeah it's just alice was not yeah. Mad Hatter really wasn't. No, not even remotely. I kept expecting him. Like for some reason, I thought of um, Tom Sawyer when I saw the the Mad Hatter. That's all I could think. I don't know if it was the I, hair, maybe. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, because he's sort of has that same vibe, probably similar age. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah. 
Well, and then the only the only animal that that truly looked like it was a really good element was the dog. And I don't like I can't say why. Like, but at the beginning, I was thinking, oh hey, you know, this looks like a semi decent animated piece, and all of a sudden, it's like Alice shows up, and you go, okay, forget what I said. <laughs> I thought he was ugly too. So <laughs> yeah, he wasn't good, but he at least I don't know. It felt like there was a little bit more like texture and rendering to him. Like Maybe. everything else, just kind of. God. My thing was I thought he looked too lumpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too many too many uh onion and turnip tarts. <laughs> uh turnip and tuna tarts, which um Oh, sorry. <laughs> why why did they change it to turnip and tuna tarts? They're just tarts. They're just they're just regular fruit tarts. So why did they, what, did they want the alliteration to make it turnip and tuna tarts? Like, why did they change it to something horrendously gross sounding? They wanted everybody to go, ooh, that's a gross combination, you know, and get a laugh out of a kid. Because between that and the god-awful puns, that's definitely going to make it worth a kid's time. Ugh. Maybe that offsets the creepiness of the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, with the um, the trial, she gets really tall and gets stuck in the underground castle, I guess, right? I mean, the castle was apparently just a deck of playing cards, like, made into a card castle, but all of the actual rooms were underground. So when she grows big, her head is, like, exploding out from underneath the castle. <laughs> You know, honestly, though, not the worst use of, you know, Alice getting big in, in the four things that we watched. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a pretty low bar, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the uh, the end dance sequence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she wakes up and she's like, oh, it was just a dream. And then. Mad Hatter shows up and they start dancing and then everybody else shows up and they all start dancing and yeah, the, like what's the, what's the point of making it a dream if everybody's going to show up anyway? Well, like, it, it's 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 um subverting your expectations. You go, "Oh, well she was just dreaming." And then people start showing up and you're like, "It wasn't a dream. Yay! Now the Cheshire Cat can really be nightmare fuel." So does Alice have teleportation powers because she didn't climb out of the hole where she went in. She just woke up. <laughs> she manifests every single one of them. She's she's like an X-Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, other people have random weird powers that they didn't have in the story, so why well, not I mean, Alice? Exactly. Well, I mean, the, the Hatter can, you know, manifest, you know, tea party stuff and yeah. parts and things like that. And wings that actually work. Yeah, exactly. And that can attach and unattach. And though that song at the end, I, I feel like they were like, oh, you know, we've got, we've got a real banger tune. This thing is going to blow the lid off everything. And it's just like the most generic Ugh. elevator music. <laughs> yeah, the music was not good in this. Yeah. What, uh, what, um, well, I guess I'll ask after we get done. I was curious what what order you at you watch them in, but I'll I'll ask after you get done, because I think that does affect which one do you remember, one way or the other. Well, I mean, we could talk about it now because we're going to go on to the last one, but <laughs> <laughs> if that's cool, yeah. 
Today I watched them in order of the shortest one, and I think I watched What's the Matter with Hatter after that, and then the one by Video Brinkato, and then the 2010 Cinematronic version. Okay. See, I watched um, What's the Matter Hatter, and then the Videotronic one, and then um, the five-minute one, the little short one, and then um, the the radio or the cinematronic one so okay so the 40 two 40 minute ones and then the five minute one and then the the radio drama one so well i don't know that watching them in any order has that much to do with it because i feel like the one that i've forgotten the quickest i watched second to last so Mm. (laughs) now that's fair that's fair but also i have watched the what's the matter with hatter and the 2010 cinematronic one before it's been years, but I have seen them before. Oh, you so. poor, poor man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, that's why I said I can't believe I'm doing this to myself again. <laughs> well, your your listeners will definitely appreciate your sacrifice, and I definitely appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you to Nikki for joining me for this episode. She'll be back next week to talk about one final terrible animated Alice. But in the meantime, if you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. Next week, we're going to be watching another direct-to-video adaptation, but this one has just been dubbed the Cinematronic version by Alice in Wonderland fans. And it has basically become infamous for how absolutely lazy, cheap, and terrible it is. And like I said last week about What's the Matter with Hatter, if you told me a few years ago that I was going to be willingly watching this cinematic atrocity again, I would not have believed you. I truly had no intention of ever revisiting either of these things ever again. But sometimes, life doesn't turn out the way we planned. Anyway, come back next week for one last terrible episode of every version ever, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. So many new things to do